really is a messy old place. Mind you, wait, mind out the way, mind out the way, mind out the way. Here we go. All right, come and sit down on the carpet again. Fabulous. In you come, in you come, come and sit down. Crowd down the front. Right. All right, let's see. Uh, what have we got? What are you holding? Stick your hand up in the air if you've got something that I just gave you. Stick it up nice and high for us all. Okay, wonderful, great. What kind of things have we got? Shout it out to it. What, what are you holding? What are you holding? Tissues, yeah, what are you holding? A duster, what are you holding? A rubber band. Rubber gloves. Rubber gloves, marigolds, yeah, what are you holding? What are you holding? Tissues for wiping things, what are you holding? A cloth, what are you holding? A dustpan, what are you holding? Some soap, some liquid, yeah, what, what are you holding? A brush, what are you holding? Liz? A bin bag, what are you holding? What are you holding? A mop, what am I holding? A hoover, yeah. So, goodness me, what a mess it was last night. <laughs> Whoa. And what a mess it was. So much tidying and cleaning to do. Uh, and some wonderful, wonderful people in our church did a lot of tidying and cleaning to get everything back in order and ready for today. Because we need to clean things, don't we? Who helps with the cleaning at home? Who's telling the truth? <laughs> Grown-ups, who, who helps with the cleaning at home? No one. Yeah. Who helps with the grown-ups help with the cleaning at home? Okay. Um... But we know that cleaning needs to be done, don't we? We know that cleaning needs to be done, and it's hard work, and we have to keep on going. And sometimes there's a big mess everywhere, and it needs to get tidied up and cleaned up. Well, let me tell you, um, last night I was cleaning things, and this morning I was taking down a marquee and putting things out. And sometimes when you clean and you're working really hard, you get all grimy and uh, hot and sweaty. Uh, Put your hands up if you've ever been hot and sweaty from tidying or cleaning. Come on, own up, be vulnerable. Yep, it's true, we all do, don't we? And, uh, and, and sometimes, not only are things around us messy or dirty and they need cleaning, but sometimes we get mucky. Put your hands up if you've ever been mucky or dirty or grimy and need a cleaning. Put your hands up if you're telling the truth. Yeah, okay. Most of us at some stage or another have gotten mucky and grimy and dirty and we've needed cleaning, haven't we? Yeah, we do. And we need to take a shower and we need to get ourselves clean, and sometimes there are hard-to-reach bits, and we have to kind of try and and scrub and get ourselves clean, don't we? Not necessarily with a duster, but um, sometimes there's a really hard-to-reach piece, and you have to kind of get the mop and sort of find somewhere. And actually, the funny thing is, the Bible says that it's not just our outward bodies that need to be cleaned, that need to be washed, that need to get rid of all the grime. It's not just our our bodies which have got hard-to-reach bits that sometimes need cleaning. Actually, our our lives, our inner lives, our very selves, get grimy and dirty and need to be cleaned. Even the hard-to-reach parts of them, even the hard-to-reach bits of our lives need to be cleaned. And that's what our Bible passage is all about today. Did you see it? In the reading we had from Titus, let me see if we can find it, it says this, in the past, this is talking about in the past, we were foolish people too. We didn't obey, we were wrong. We were slaves to many things our bodies wanted and enjoyed. We lived doing evil and being jealous. People hated us and we hated each other. The Bible says that our lives get dirty and grimy. And there are three things in particular that it says. It says that we got jealous of people. 
That is to say, we envied them. We looked at other people, and instead of being thankful for the wonderful things in their lives, we resented it. And we thought, I wish they didn't have things quite so good, because it's not fair, because I want to have things that good. And I, don't, I don't like them, and I'm envious of them. I'm jealous of them having that. And, and actually, we end up wishing that they weren't as successful or didn't have as much because it would make us feel a bit better about ourselves. And that's not a very nice thing to wish for people. So that makes us grimy and dirty. It's the first thing. Um, then the Bible says that um, we lived doing evil. We did things which were wrong. We did things which were bad. We did things which hurt people and were unkind. Who's got some ideas of things that we might do in our lives that are, that are unkind, that are cruel, that hurt people? Give me some ideas. What might we do? Blame something on somebody else? Yeah, blame something. Get somebody into trouble. Hurt their feelings. Be rude to them. What else? Bullying somebody. All kinds of things that we can do which are unkind, which are, are wrong. And actually, as well as being wrong and nasty, they make us grimy, they make us dirty. A bit like, so the Bible says, being jealous of people, not wanting good things for them makes us grimy and dirty and, and doing evil things being unkind, bullying, rude, cruel makes us dirty and grimy and it's like, it's like dirt and grime accumulating on us and, uh, and the Bible says as well that we hated each other that's a strong word isn't it? it's a strong word it says that sometimes we wished bad things to happen to other people because we didn't like them or because we were feeling selfish or we were feeling proud or we were feeling greedy and and we thought, actually, what I really want is for something bad to happen to that other person because then I'll get more or I'll feel better or I'll look better. Yeah? So all of these things, just like when we're working up a sweat, cleaning things and tidying things and sorting things out, these things are not grime and dirt on our outer lives that need washing, but they are grime and dirt on our inner lives that need washing. But there's some good news. There's some good news for us because God says that it's going to be okay and that there's a solution not just to the outward grime and dirt we can get in the shower for that but that God does something special to clean us in our inner selves verse 4 in this Bible reading says then the kindness and love of God our Savior was shown what do you think the Bible might be referring to when it says the kindness and love of God our Savior was shown what or who do you think it might be referring to? Jesus. That's right. The kindness and love of God our Savior was shown to us in Jesus. In Jesus' death on the cross to save us from our sins. In his resurrection from the tomb to open the door to new life for us. And this is how the Bible continues. It says, God saved us because of his mercy. Not because of good deeds we did to be right with God. He saved us through the washing that made us new people. What have we been talking about? We've been talking about when we need to get clean, when we're dirty and grimy, and not just on our outer lives, but in our inner lives. And the Bible says God saves us by washing us and making us new people. Now, why might that be especially relevant to us today? Because we're going to do baptisms. We're going to use the waters of baptism... The waters that are in the pool out there already, nice and icy cold for you all. 
because uh, I know you like it to be ice cold, don't you? Um, we had lots of leftover ice from the wedding yesterday, so we thought we'd chuck it into the water and have a nice invigorating ice bath in there. But we've got all this wonderful uh, water out there, and, and, and it's like outwardly, visibly, we use water to wash us. But in baptism, the water does something else. It's, a, it's an outward sign of what God is doing in our, in our life. It's an outward sign of the cleansing and washing that God is doing in our hearts, making us new, giving us a new identity says he saved us through the washing that made us new people in baptism we give up our old life as it were we put to death the old self in the waters of baptism and we are reborn we are made new we're given a new identity and it's done because of God's grace and there's a story in the old testament of a man named Jacob put your hand up if you remember the story of Jacob Three people remember the story of Jacob. We'll do an Old Testament sermon series next term. Um, And Jacob wanted God's blessing. He wanted to know God's goodness and God's promise. And and Jacob had a mysterious encounter with a mysterious stranger who wrestled with him at night. And Jacob said, I'm not going to leave you or let go of you until I receive your blessing. And he was seeking God's blessing. And he struggled and he strived and he wrestled. And in the end, he did receive the blessing. God gave him a blessing and God gave him a new identity. He said, you were Jacob, but now you are Israel. And Israel, in fact, the new identity, the new name, became the name by which all of God's people would be known. But you see, Jacob had to wrestle and struggle and strive to get that new identity. But because the kindness and love of God our Savior has been shown to us, God washes us and makes us new because of his mercy, not because of any good deeds we did to be right, but simply because of his love for us. Do you think you could earn God's blessing? Do you think you could ever live a perfect life and, be, and, and avoid having any of that grime or that, or that dirt in your life? No? Anyone? Anyone feeling particularly confident today? If I'm really, really successful in my parenting style, uh, I, will, I will get God's blessing. No, none of us can. None of us can live a perfect life. We all know that if we're honest with ourselves, we do things which are unkind sometimes. We, we accumulate that, that grime, that dirt, that mess in our inner lives. And we can't do anything to deserve or to earn God's love. This washing, this cleansing, this being made new. But... God does it out of his love for us. There's another man in the Old Testament named Daniel. Put your hands up if you remember Daniel. Several things happened to Daniel, didn't they? Who can tell me some of the stories that happened to Daniel? Daniel was in the lion's den. Who can tell me another one? Anybody else remember? Daniel. We heard lots of stories about Daniel, didn't he? And he had to go and speak to Nebuchadnezzar and challenge him. But in chapter 9 of the book of Daniel, Daniel prays this amazing prayer, which I love. And, uh, and Daniel says, says, God, please forgive your people. Make us clean, make us new. Not because of anything we've done, not because we have earned it, not because we deserve it, but for the honor of your name. In other words, Daniel appeals to God's goodness 
And Daniel has an amazing insight that all of us can learn from, which is to remember, remember that it's not anything that we've done that earns God's love, but it's an appeal to God's character, to who he is, to who he has revealed himself to be in Jesus. Because Jesus died and rose again, because uh, Jesus has set us free from sin and death, because we've experienced his love, we know that God's character is always to forgive us, always to love us, always to make all things new. And so when we feel like we've messed up, or we've got things wrong, we feel grimy or dirty, we can trust, we can call upon God, we can call upon his character to make us new. Now let me just finish with this, because this is how um, the, Bi- the Bible passage that Jonathan read to us ends with another wonderful, wonderful promise. It says, God poured out to us the Holy Spirit fully through Jesus Christ, our Savior. God gave us the Spirit so that we could receive the life that never ends. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, there's a picture of it in the stained glass window over here, the Spirit of God descended in the form of a dove and a voice came from heaven saying, this is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And I find that really powerful. And my prayer for everybody who is being baptized, every time we have a baptism service, is that in your hearts, in your innermost being, you will hear the voice of your heavenly Father saying, you are my daughter, my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And it's our prayer for those of you being baptized today that you will receive a special measure of God's Holy Spirit because the Bible promises us the Holy Spirit. God poured out to us the Holy Spirit fully through Jesus. That's the wonderful news of Easter. It's the wonderful news of every baptism that God has rescued us when we were dirty and grimy, when we couldn't get to those hard-to-reach places in our inner lives. God came and made us whole. He cleaned us and made us new. And that's what we're going to celebrate in the baptisms in just one moment. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. God, our Father, may we hear your voice in our hearts today. Especially for those being baptized, but for all of us, may we know your love for us. May we know that we do not need to strive or strain for your love. But that because of Jesus, we may be forgiven and cleansed and made whole. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Thank you that you have given your Holy Spirit freely to your church. And help us to live new lives that reflect your love in all the world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now the chaos begins because we're going to make our way outside. There are some chairs and some benches out there. So let's all rise. And if you start making your way out the back doors and gather around there. And uh, when you next see me, I'll have my swimming shorts on. So I'll meet you out the front in just one moment.